Hey child, I had a great conversation with the drummer and founder of Zepparella, Clementine Moss. He's based in the San Francisco area. A long, great career in the music industry, but also has transitioned into spirituality, applied shamanism, energy medicine, sound healing, and morphic awakening techniques. So we got to dive into a lot of great stuff. As always, y'all can support the platform Bake that radio show across various social medias. And also, if you want to financially support, you can also subscribe. Enjoy the episode. Oh, the revolution, man. Right. Much like in a startup. Yes, man. And, and let's get some of our old soldiers back out. Musicians to be professional. They know how to talk help them wake up happy. It's not about a rectangle and a price. Hi, Joe. Tuned in for another episode of Make That Radio Show. And um, so if y'all see the phone move a little bit, I am doing this from a phone right now. Technical difficulties, but I have on uh, Zoom uh, Clementine Moss, who is the founder and drummer for Zepparella. Uh, which also includes a busy solo career and a, as a singer and a songwriter. Plus, she has written her book from uh, from Bauman to Buddha and back, The Slow Enlightenment of Hard Rock Drummer. <laughs> that is, uh, I think, one, uh, because I, uh, I resonate with music because I help uh. Uh, independent artists here. Um, and I'm in, uh, I'm in Georgia, by the way. So I'm, I think you're in uh, San Francisco. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so a few out. Oh, yeah, you're up a little early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, the early bird gets a worm, huh? So <laughs> I resonate with uh, music because I help independent artists here. But then um, being in the music industry for as long as you have, uh, dedicating your life to the age of uh, 27 to music, I thought was a uh, a pretty impactful thing to do. So uh, give us a little background. I'm like, you don't have to go over, you know what I'm saying, all the highlights of your career, because I know you have plenty of them. But give us a little background and why at the age of 27 did you want to dedicate your life to music? <clears throat> yeah, that, um, thank you. Um, well, uh, I, you know, I, I grew up in California. I moved to uh, New York City after I, um, graduated from college and I, I saw myself as a writer. And so I thought I'm going to put myself in the place where, you know, some of my favorite writers had spent time and um, I was kicking around and trying to figure out who I was. And um, I just felt like I really hadn't lived. And I was, um, I was looking for some way to shake things up, I guess. And um, I took my first drum lesson when I was around 27 years old and uh, drums just called me kind of immediately and pretty soon it was all I wanted to do and then um, you know here I am 30 some odd years later um, having had a music career as a drummer traveled all over and um, for the past 20 uh, years one of the um, you know the primary um, musical endeavor the one that kind of um, pays my rent is a, a band called Zepparella which is a Led Zeppelin band um, and that's been a really wonderful journey um, and um, yeah I, I really feel like it's um, it's music and it's 
drumming first you know drums there's something magical about drumming and um and i really realized that um it was it was the drums that called me to this life that i'm living now which was kind of a surprise (laughs) yeah i imagine um with drumming like you said like to me the rhythm the drums always it it seems like it makes everything better um i'm like every instrument plays a role but it seems like you know when the drumming sound isn't introduced in whatever music it's not as i guess full as it would be with uh drums so as you're going through that that journey and i like to think that music is uh spiritual and it connects all of us together regardless of the genre and things that i nature you can hear things from overseas that were you know, it's impactful on your life. You might not even understand the lyrics, but it's the rhythm, the energy, the feeling of that music. Um, did that shape you into, you know, wanting to write about your experiences and with the book? Yeah. Yeah, well, the book, um, you know, it started as writing, um, seeing my drumming career, my music career as a great metaphor for this other um, focus of my life, which was uh, meditation practice, contemplative Mm -hmm. practice and study. And um, I, you know, when I'm sitting behind the drum kit and I'm at a show and you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of things at once. I'm I'm remembering what I am to play. I'm connecting with my band and I'm connecting with the audience. And so in a way, I bring my mind into the center of everything without thinking too hard about any one thing. And when we sit on a meditation mat, um, that's kind of what we're doing. We're we're opening up to this wide awareness in which our thoughts are rising, our feelings are rising, our emotions are rising, but we're trying not to, to focus on any one of it, right? We're allowing these things to pass through us. And so I really saw my, um, my music career as a way to illustrate what it's like to live, you know, get up from the meditation mat and live with the idea that if we keep our awareness in this, this center of ourself, um, mm-hmm. that things flow, you know, then music can flow through us, life can throw, flow through us. Um, and we don't get too disrupted by those things that happen that um, are disruptive, you know, that can be really difficult. Yeah. So now how do you balance your obligations with, you know, pushing your book and, doing that because that takes up a life of its own and your obligation is a musician a singer songwriter and drummer yeah that's a great question well um i have always been really good at um at juggling you know i am mm-hmm. um, i've always had a lot of different interests and you know for a number of years at, uh, of years at the beginning of my music career i was working day jobs and you know, I would uh, work a nine to five and then I would go to my rehearsal studio and I would be there for hours. And then, you know, uh, it just became par for the course that I was going to have these, these compartments in my day of for different things. And that's kind of how it works. Now I wake up and, you know, I'm also a spiritual counselor. I work with people um, teaching meditation and, and, um, using a, a, a few modalities to help guide people when they're, um, uh, struggling. And so I have that aspect of my life. I have, you know, the practice and the music making and 
I have the book. So um, I just wake up every day and whatever is calling me to um, has the most uh, the most energy behind it is where mm -hmm. I go every day. Yeah. <laughs> so when you uh, decided to, you know, pursue these different ventures, your network, your circle, the people that you confide in, what was their uh, reactions when, you know, you told them like, hey, you know, this is what I'm pursuing, you know what I'm saying, as a full time. And this is what's going to make me happy. And this is my purpose for the world. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm very fortunate in my life that I had parents who always said, you know, do whatever you want. Doesn't matter what you do, but just do it full, you know, with your full heart. So um, my family was used to me going off on tangents that they didn't understand. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um and so they, but they, they trusted that I was thoughtful about what I was doing, um, which sometimes I was and sometimes I wasn't, maybe they gave me too much credit, but, um, but yeah, I, um, I, I, I feel like I've always been really fortunate to have very supportive people in my life. And if they're not supportive, um, you know, I, I don't have a hard time with letting folks go, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. Um, I think that um, life is too short, really, to be around people who 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 drag you down. You know, exactly. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm really fortunate that um, you know, in my band, in my um, you know, in my family and my friends, you know, the the primary thing we do for each other is support each other, lift each other up. I think that's very important. Yeah. I love that. I love that you have a you know a circle of everyone that you know supports you and you know, pours into you, things of that nature. What has been like one of the most difficult things or have you had like any career defining moments, whether it be in music or being, you know, saying the author and pushing your book or being the, you know, the spiritual guide that you are? Oh gosh, so many. Well, I will say that um, recognizing, you know, when I started studying spiritual counseling, um, I started studying a, a counseling model called depth hypnosis, and it was ba it's based in um, uh, some uh, traditional shama shamanic techniques, which involves mm -hmm. the drum, using the drum uh, to create um, altered states of awareness. And when I just out of curiosity went into this workshop to learn um, how to do this kind of work and um the drum came out suddenly a lot of light bulbs went on for me mm -hmm. about my con connection to the drum the history of the drum you know the drum goes back it's it's the first instrument it goes back you know at least 40,000 years it's been used um by for a very long time for centuries it was used by primarily women um, mm -hmm. at times of great, um, of spiritual, you know, celebrations or, um, or practices. And, um, suddenly it, my connection to drums really came into focus and realized that even though I was playing rock and roll drums, that they had been this healing element, this way of me connecting to my own power, um, mm -hmm. in, um, a life that had been really plagued by, um, feeling like I was never good enough or never worthy or, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I think that was really my big, has always been my big struggle is really understanding my own power. And, um, and the drums really helped me with that. So, 
Um, you know, I think that that was a really powerful moment of realization in my uh, practice, uh, in my life. Um, so yeah, I would say that that was a big one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So overcoming that, you know, that I'm not good enough for feeling, especially like when you're performing, was it an evolution of, you know, performance after performance or one day you just woke up and you're like, you know what, I'm not going to doubt myself anymore. I'm not going to devalue myself. I am going to put my value out there and overcome this doubt in my brain. Gosh, I wish it had been one moment. <laughs> I wish it was over. <laughs> you know, I, I don't really, you know, I've spent my so much of my life trying to figure out why when I, you know, turned 12 or 13, suddenly I began to feel like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't enough. You know, I can blame it on the culture. You know, I can blame it on something within me, but, um, but, you know, that negative internal voice that, um, you know, I was in battle with throughout my life and I feel like everything I did was in spite of that um, not because I had overcome it Um, but that that struggle of trying to figure that out where does this voice come from why do I why am I so ashamed of being me you know Um, I feel like that's what drew me into meditation into contemplative practice into study into you know, all of the avenues I've taken were to figure that out. And so in a way, it was a big, it was a big gift in my life. And um, at this point, I kind of feel like it's almost like a physical pattern that I had Mm -hmm. to break, you know, of this, um, you know, this internal negativity. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it still rises up. Now I have lots of tools when I hear it to be like, God, again, like, let it go. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, um, that struggle, I, I feel like so many of us have that in, in whatever way that we, we name it. And, um, and there are a lot of tools. Um, but I, I have to say at this point, I feel like it's kind of been a lifetime of it. So of, of that that understanding so yeah definitely so i'm curious with your practice right in your spiritual guidance of helping people the conflict resolution the contemplative psychotherapy um how do you like market that or put yourself out there in that manner to where you attract the you know the proper clientele because i imagine you mm. know some people you know like what what is that and you know shake their heads and stuff of that nature that's right. And I understand that because that's kind of what I did when I first heard about um, shamanic practice. I was like, ah, oh, that's too much. Like I'm from California. So I have a real, like, um, I, I, I have a real, uh, what's the word, like skepticism around any kind of hippy dippy stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I would say that I'm probably aligned with hippies more than anybody. But um, mm-hmm. so um yeah, uh, I, well, first of all, um, you know, the, the modality of depth hypnosis was created by a woman, uh, Issa Gucciardi in Berkeley, California, and she's very well respected. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, her, um, her practice, her study, her work um, is really uh, beginning to become very well known. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, that, that definitely gives me, um, you know, a little 
uh, you know, a little boost as far as people taking it seriously. And then, you know, I really think that people are drawn to this work when they, when it speaks to them, you know, everybody has ways, uh, you know, that, um, different healing speaks to them. And, um, you know, if this speaks to you, it, um, you know, uh, kind of using traditional shamanic techniques in a therapeutic setting, you know, to kind of go into your inner world, understand your inner, your inner landscape um, in this kind of metaphor, um, then it's usually word of mouth um, that it happens or through the school that I studied through. Um, is how clients come to me. Yeah. Well, you know, I tell people because uh, my background is in business with concentration marketing that, you know, word of mouth is the best form of marketing. You just can't control when people are going to talk about it. But the fact that it helps uh, break down the defenses and other people because it's being spread by people who have interacted with you and then they're telling their friends and family and stuff. So they're not looking at them like, oh, okay, like their sales pitch or anything. They're looking at them like, okay, this person really helped and transformed your life and got you to like this new level. Um, so if, if there's uh, one thing you can change about, let's say, entrepreneurship, because you are in that is a not only as a, you know an artist but also as a practitioner, um, or music, what would be, or you can answer both. What would be one thing you could change about either industry or both? Uh, about the industry? Well, I mean, you know, the music industry is a very complicated uh, beast. And, um, you know, it would be nice if the, um, I don't know what it's called, but it would be nice if, if artists got paid more for their, you know, their streaming mm -hmm. and all of that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. That would, that would be a nice shift. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I, I don't know that, uh, I don't know when that will happen. So um, <laughs> I, I would say, you know, if I'm going to, um, if I'm going to say anything about, you know, a, a creative entrepreneurship, it's really that um, it must be done from love. You know, mm -hmm. it must be done from, from a passion in it because um you know, when I look back over my music career and I look at the the output, the money spent on my music career um, and mm -hmm. the money coming back. Um, and I've been, you know, successful enough to, you know, do that full time for a number of years. Mm -hmm. um, it still is like a big black hole that I just keep throwing money into. And, um, you know, so uh, I, I, if I had if I didn't think there's just nothing else I want to do. Um, I don't know that I would have done it. So I think um, really following your enthusiasm, following mm. your passion, following your enthusiasm, I would say that really is the way to, to do any kind of entrepreneurship, you know, when you mm. just can't think of anything else for days when something is being launched or something um, mm. that you're so excited to share it um, with the world, that it's something that you feel like you're giving as a gift of your enthusiasm to the world. Um, that's really how we can we can really make things flourish. That energy, I think, is really palpable for other people. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, so what is your actual connection to uh, Led Zeppelin? Um, I was trying to get a more of an understanding. I know you founded the, the group the Zepparellas. What, what is your actual connection? Well, it's music that I, you know, I grew up with just loving, like passionately. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, 
you know, the drummer, John Bonham is known as the greatest rock and roll drummer. And mm-hmm. um, he was always my favorite. And so at a certain point in my career, I said, I really want to learn his parts. You know, I really want to understand what made him so magical. And um, when I said I wanted to learn his parts, my guitarist Gretchen said, you know, I want to learn the guitar parts and thus the band was kind of formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the beautiful thing about playing that music for so long is that, um, you know, they ne- they didn't play songs the same a lot. They improvised mm-hmm. within the structures of the songs. And with that, um, my band gets to kind of be a band within a band. You know, we're mm-hmm. creating improvisation within a structure of somebody else's songs. And so we kind of mm-hmm. can find out who we are as a band together, um, mm-hmm. even though we're playing in somebody else's music. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's the best way to say it. Okay, I'd like that. Um, so have y'all created original compositions within y'all's band sound? You know, long ago, we uh, we did get together and um, we, we wrote a record. Um, and recorded a record um and then um and then we realized and and i like that record but um, we didn't really uh, release it because Mm -hmm. we came to decide that it's probably better that this project like each person has their own individual careers and Mm -hmm. they're very different musically and so Mm -hmm. we came together for um for a short time and and wrote music and then we decided you know better for us each to focus on our individual careers mm-hmm. um rather than as as a group you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure creatively when you're creating original music and mm-hmm. we have such a a lovely um hard-working core of people that to mm-hmm. introduce that that kind of creative um friction um mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it was really serving the band that great so yeah. um yeah i guess that's how i would say it yeah, i definitely get that um so for anybody out there um if they want to you know understand um spiritual guidance practice if they want to go and buy the book if they want to do, do you still blog um i, I noticed that you, you blogged back in 2016 I- you still blogging yeah, I just actually, I, I hadn't, while I was getting the book all together, and then this week I released a, a blog post, so I'm like, it's back. So, yeah, I'm back to okay. writing the blog, yeah. <laughs> so if people want to read your blogs and get become more familiar with you and support and things of that nature, what do they need to be directed to? Uh, it's clemthegreat.com, and everything uh, in my orbit is there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Well, everybody, I want y'all to make sure y'all go and y'all support Clementine Austin. Go to clemthegreat.com and make sure y'all buy a couple a couple uh, orders of the book. Share them with your friends, <laughs> families, give them as gifts. Um, <laughs> check her out. Uh, uh, I guess, are y'all like the band? Are y'all still um, touring and stuff? Or Yeah, we are, but we haven't been down um, to the south. We were in Atlanta not too long ago, but uh, I don't know that Zephyrl has ever played through. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of how close we ever got to you. Maybe we did play Mississippi a a while ago, but I don't remember. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. Okay. You know, if, if y'all there, y'all make sure y'all check them out, things of the nature. And I guess y'all do, whenever y'all do play, y'all do post the um, where you're going to be at and stuff online, correct? That, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. What, what's the website for the band? I, I know you have one. Uh, yeah, it's zepparella.com. And that's Z E P P A R E L L A. Yeah. We're all over yes. the place. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you for your time. I know you're a busy woman. I definitely love to have you back on and to, uh, you know, see how further y'all go uh, as a collective, but then also as an individual and see what you're able to, to accomplish for this year. Because I, I know that, you know, everybody likes to set goals and things of that nature, and I'm sure you have some goals oh, that yeah. you accomplish for 2024 as well. That's right. That's right. Thank you. of the revolution, right? Much like in a startup. Yes, man, and, and let's get some of our old soldiers back out. Musicians to be professional. They know how to talk. To help them wake up happy. It's not about a rectangle and a price.